0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Vera Dudley, here on a beautiful, beautiful Bluebird Day in Austin, Texas. It's a Friday, aka Fit Day. I'm joined in the studio, in the lodge, brought to you by Wash Media, as always, by none other than Mr. Phil Battaglia. What's going on? Hi. How's the week been, man? Pretty good. How do you feel? Doing the pot on a Friday? Are you more relaxed than ever? Yes, feels pretty nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, just what a, you know, I I I, I know I, I start the pot off talking about the weather, might be excruciatingly boring mm. for people out there. I'm like this mother ta- doing this doing this again. What is this small talk? But there's just really like, you know what it, it 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 impacts my day and my my mindset, my attitude, and I just got to say I don't know that if there's anything better than that Thursday evening. You're packing up, you're getting ready for bed, you open that weather app, you look to see that Friday forecast, <laughs> and it's just, it's just gorge. Well, the past few days know, been gross. You, you know, well, all week, yeah. all week, it's just been, it's been nasty as hell. Nothing but rain and cold. And then, here a day, here a day comes to just really lift the spirits, let you throw a fit on, you know, Phil and I, I mean, we're both just, I mean, I, I'd say we're pretty pimped out today. Yeah. I am rocking the MJ ALD sweater in honor of uh SS twenty drop one today. Got on got on my dunks. I'm dunking.
1: How are those working out? I huh? hit
0: the skate park after we record <laughs> yeah, today. Right. Phil's in all black like Johnny Cash. peruge Looking pretty Parisian. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pun that you won't understand because his sweatshirt says Parisian on it.
1: <laughs> and I I mean when I first bought this sweatshirt, we were in Europe, Paris, Paris, mm. and then went to Amsterdam and got lots of shit for wearing a, sh- a sweatshirt that said Parisian.
0: <laughs> they were, they were, uh, they were laughing at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: In another language, which makes it even better. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. That's never what you want. <laughs> no, no. The Dunks are good though. The Dunks are good. We, uh, we've got a, a, a listener question that we'll address back half of the pod about. Finding pants to wear with chunkier shoes, and they're definitely a shoe that you got to be you got to be aware of 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 that. You can't you, you're not rocking skinny jeans with these, mm-hmm. or you look like a real bozo, mm-hmm. you know. Again, not what you want. So, uh, but yeah, I love them. They're super. They're they're comfortable. They they've got a look that I like very much. Like they're you know the the dunks and the Jordan One lows and the Jordan ones. They all they're they're all in that same. Wheelhouse. They're basically all kind of, you know, they're 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 the same chassis, mm-hmm. as it were. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, car car uh, companies they put different bodies on the same chassis. Same chassis. Wow. Yeah. So we're a car podcast now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a fun podcast though we have today. Earlier in the week, I really wasn't. I didn't know what we were going to talk about this week, and then all of a sudden, drop one. For Spring 20, ALD announced, dropped today, earlier this morning. Halla Brothers, we put out our first spring uh, first release of Spring 20 product. Now, we don't have three like Amy Leandor does. We have more like we have some special capsules along the way. So the bulk of our product for Spring, Summer is out now with a few things to trickle out. But we got that to talk about. First, though, I think we need to talk about today's breaking news. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that is right. Big, big news story today, especially for us here in the Austin, Texas area. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys out there, men and women, the boys and the girls, are very, very familiar with this brand that we're going to talk about. Should we just jump right into it? Yeah. Okay. Outdoor Voices CEO, Tyler Haney, has stepped down, out, and will move into a different role at the company. Now, we just mentioned off mic right before the podcast started, that that fact in, in and of itself is not all that crazy or alarming. Because most people, especially in the fashion industry, they start these companies and they don't make it till the end. Everybody leaves at some point, whether it's, whether you get bought out or whether you're ready to move on to the next thing, or whether you just bring in somebody else that knows more than you or has, you know, more in depth knowledge of the supply chain or can help you scale. Like this is, it's not a crazy thing to bring somebody in, but there's a GQ article. There's other ones on business of fashion. And a Business Insider and Inc. Um, several of those were paywalled, but there's a GQ article that pretty much, pretty much lays this all out. And it's, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's dire straits yet for the brand, but there, there are some things that do not look good on paper mm-hmm. that were revealed today. Uh, along with this news, uh, I would say the most alarming metric is that Outdoor Voices is, is apparently bleeding $2 million a month. Yeah. Which...
1: That, I would guess, again, I know nothing in this world. I mean, a little bit since we did it at Grandex, mm-hmm. but the at, at this scale is a whole different world. But I think that a lot of that has to be tied up in opening those stores in those flagship locations.
0: Absolutely. Which was always... I, I, I believe that the articles that I can, that are paywalled speak to that a little bit more. Because I know that the one of the headlines from, I believe, the, the business of fashion one deals more with the fact that they weren't able, that, or that they have not yet been able to, quote unquote, scale community yet. And that was something that they did ex- extremely, that were extremely successful doing here in the Austin, Texas area, is basically making the city an outdoor voices city. Mm hmm. All sorts of events, South by Events, uh, classes at various locations on the roof at Whole Foods, yoga in the park. Like they were really, really good at just like infiltrating the city and kind of like making everybody a part of the Outdoor Voices family. Which in turn made you want to buy the gear, made you want to wear the gear in, in in all sorts of settings. That was that's always been the ethos of the brand: is that that you're doing things, whether it's going to brunch or walking the dog. Or hitting a yoga or spin class, it's like the stuff is made mm-hmm. for a whole range of ac- of general activity, not just like high performance. Your Nike, your Under Armour, your Lululemon. Um, so i I, th- I think that the motivation behind opening up all of those other flagship stores in other big, popular, kind of young, professional, uh, you know, saturated cities was to try to, to was basically to have a hub and to do that same thing there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that is that's a big gamble because the overhead is huge. Building out all of those expensive, well-designed stores, hiring all and and paying managers and uh, uh, associates and merchandisers and and stocking the stores with all the inventory and like the rent, the rent. The it's rent just is
1: what's gonna that's got to be just so much overheaded. Yeah, two million a month. That seems. I mean the where was the location was it 5th avenue or park avenue in new york I,
0: they had a soho store which is some of the most expensive re, uh retail space in the and country and then in chicago i think they still have a soho store
1: um on michigan avenue i believe
0: uh so yeah the 2 the 2 million dollars in a month thing just to kind of just to kind of make some relative comparisons total revenues on the year something like I want to say I, I I read in this in this article I think it says did you actually happen to 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 40 40 right that's mm-hmm. what I thought 40 okay they also no. the, and their 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 total amount fundraised 64 million and they were raising more and they're raising more but so those numbers yeah those numbers are not stacking up if you're losing 24 million dollars a year and you've and you've only ever raised 64 million and your only and your net, and your gross revenue on the year is forty million, like that that doesn't paint a pretty picture at right. all. Uh, just and just like, just to throw a number out there at you. And and this is semi related because Elder Voices brought Mickey Drexler onto the board at one point. I believe he's still on it. Uh, and and Mickey Re- Drexler, famous for for kind of leading J Crew into the high fashion territory, but then kind of exiting. Um, with you know at a lot of pomp and circumstance, because the company was struggling, well, in a quarter, this was two thousand nineteen q two j crew made almost six hundred million in revenue <laughs> <laughs> man so like when you 're at that scale it, it it's you're closer to being like a tech unicorn, right, an Uber or an Amazon, where your margins are notoriously razor thin but the the idea is that you get so big that eventually you become profitable, mm-hmm. right? but when you're a little direct to consumer niche brand, like you just can't you can't be losing that much money every year with if if you're if you're you know if if your revenues aren't exploding right um obviously there's 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 all sorts of lessons here to be to be learned and to be had about how fast a company can really grow. And you know, we were we were part of a company that I think set unrealistic expectations for growth. It seems to be what Outdoor Voices has stepped into. And it's just it always it, it's kind of I know people get in between a rock and a hard place because it's like you want to take on the investor money because that is how you scale. That is how you afford to do cool things and market yourself on a national level and like attempt to climb that wall, right? But at the same time, as soon as you start taking on all the investor money, it all starts going out the door to be able to do that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't work, you're just, you're, you're, you're dead in the water. Um, let's talk about something else that, that, that kind of adds to this. So last year, Ty Haney didn't step down from the CEO position, but they made a move in February that seemed to very clearly indicate that they were bringing on veteran leadership and putting somebody in a position to kind of steer the ship for the company that just had way more expertise and experience than Ty had. So they brought on this woman named Pamela Catlett, who had formerly been at Under Armour and Nike doing similar things, they made her the, the president and the COO. So Ty kept her title in name, but I think it was pretty clear that she was going to step back from like trying to run day to day operations and like be the one in charge of making all of the important business decisions, right? Well, there was no press release about this. There was no news. I can't find any articles, but if you, you can find Pamela Catlett's LinkedIn, she made it five months. Out mm. outdoor voices last year, which again is like that is a bad sign, yeah, like that that signals that the company was so so tumultuous that Pamela came in and was like, "Oh, this is an absolute mess that I can't deal with <laughs> i'm out I'm out uh and of course as as this is uh as this news is all kind of breaking today. The gossip mill just starts, and the, or the, the the gossip starts flying. The rumor mill starts going, and you, especially you know, for you and I here in Austin, like w- like I'm already hearing the chirpings of like people that work there w- now coming and being, you know, you're hearing the little birdies talk about how like crazy it is to work there, yes, yeah, and see, how the working conditions aren't very good, and how people are texting you at 3 a.m. to like. To post stuff on social media, oh, or get God. something done, or like, just basically that the, basically what's going to happen next is that it's going to be all the long. La- <laughs> <Is that> God <laughs> damn it, Siri! Yes, all the dirty laundry is going to get aired. You know what I mean? Like um, people are going to start the 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 aggrieved employees are going to start leaking like the little nasty stories that uh, while they were happening and the company seemed to be successful like maybe didn't w- maybe weren't that worrisome but now in hindsight and with the new news today everybody's going to start adding all this up and it's it's going to it's going to paint a bad picture and I'm 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 worried for outdoor voices because I I still want success for them I think that that what they have is is cool
1: I totally agree and what so I remember back like a couple years ago when there was a lot of rumors out there that, you know, there was a bunch of people that had left OV and had bad things to say about the work environment or whatever, but I've been to their headquarters, um, a few times over the past year and spoken with some of the, the ladies that work there, uh, in various roles, mostly like marketing. And it seems great. Yeah. <laughs> and they're great. They're lovely. Uh, they are, they seem extremely happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the communications I've had with them after the fact have been great. Like, you know, um, no, no, um, inklings at like, oh man, that's not a place I want to work. Right. Right. And if anything, it's the opposite. Yeah. After leaving there, it's like, man, this would be a cool place to work. And it mainly because, you know, as you know, being in an office environment, especially in a small, like startup environment where everybody's on top of each other all day. Uh, the main thing that I care about is being able to get along with everyone that you work with mm-hmm. and that makes life so much easier Yeah, when it's fun to go to work. You enjoy hanging out at, outside the office. Uh, and to me from an outsider, it seemed to be that way. Yeah. Um, now I, I'm sure that up at the executive level, there's some things, there's some other, th- you know, things that, right. You know, right. I, I, I haven't seen and that, um, especially when you're dealing with that kind of money that's been brought in from outside sources, they're going to be knocking at your door all the damn time. Yeah. Wanting to yeah. no know revenue numbers. Why are we bleeding $2 million a month? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Which, by the way, I was way off on those locations. Um, Austin, Soho, L.A., uh, San Francisco, Boston, Nashville, Washington, D.C., and Georgetown. Uh, they're in Dallas. Lincoln Park in Chicago. Houston. Not, they just opened Michigan Houston Avenue. in the Heights.
0: Yep. A couple months ago,
1: Houston, and then a second location in New York in Flatiron. Yeah, all that is premium real estate. Yeah, but again, not Fifth Avenue like I.
0: Well, there is uh, it, it, at a major intersection here in Austin. Uh, it's a highway and a basically in a it, where a downtown street meets a highway.
1: I thought you were about to say that. there
0: is a there is a there is a big big building. <laughs> That was formerly a pawn shop that Outdoor Voices has been occupying for, I want to say, over a year now. And it's all painted blue. It's got the big Doing Things logo and the Outdoor Voices thing painted on it. There's an Outdoor Voices billboard sticking up on top of it. Like, this has been a spot that that OV was clearly developing to be something here in town. And... At one point, it had marked on it that it was going to be summer 2019, like opening summer 2019. And then that was pushed to fall 2019. And now it says winter 2020 or like winter 2019 or win, or, or whatever it says. And so uh, people have all we, – we've all chatted about what's going on over there. What are they doing over there? Are they they open up a second location? Is that going to be a – is, is that for people to come in? It's also right next to the to to um, to the Town Lake Hike and Bike Trail. Is that for? Is that going to be you know more event type stuff? More for the runners and the cyclists and the 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 people that are doing things? Uh, what's happening over there? And this kind of like, this also adds to that story. Like, oh well, they've probably been sitting on that and not putting not spending the money to finish it out and open it because they are scrambling to put out, you know. A dozen other fires, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's just you, you know, you you made a good point. Like like, you kind of pointed to the you know the people in middle management or the people with with like the the kind of that are right there in the middle of the company mm-hmm. seem really happy and are doing a good job and 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 like being there. And that it's potentially more on the ex- the executive level where there's kind of all the craziness. I hadn't really thought about it like that. I thought about it as more like. If you were there early, you probably really like what you're doing. you treat treated well. I wonder if it's like, I've always kind of felt like maybe it was hard to break in over there to like the core Mm -hmm. group. And so anybody, I wonder if anybody new that gets brought on struggles to like have their ideas taken seriously or you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you you can, and and again, like we can can project and, and wonder and- uh, theorize about what's going on over there, but you know there there's when you're a cool kid brand like that you you that does imply something about the culture as well right like 100%. is it a little is it a little clicky is it a little insular i don't know so there's just all we can do now is speculate um you know the the company is not dying they are continuing on. And the you know the real the, the the real news today is that Tyler is just basically like relieving herself of of uh of any type of like head honcho duties
1: well, I think it should also be noted that and i i I wonder if they mentioned this in any of these articles that she just had a baby that's right Ty Haney did yep if that isn't a reason in itself to step away maybe i um, you gotta think that had some sort of influence on her to, that she wants to spend more time with the child um and not focusing so much of her effort as as CEO which carries a lot of baggage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it it most likely factored in, I'm sure. Yeah. That that's also like feels like kind of a I don't want to it's not touchy, but it's like oh, uh, well we don't want to just like blame mother motherhood on yeah.
1: But this wasn't <laughs> you know like, I mean? uh, like a year ago. She just had the baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And her husband um you know, he's on the road yeah so you know the I hope that's not offensive it shouldn't be i mean the, it takes it it's not not that I know but it ain't easy to raise a child especially right out of the gates yeah as a ceo of a very powerful company
0: um there's there's also been th- this leads me to think about early last year when I was job hunting and I was fortunate enough to to have coffee with somebody in h r over at outdoor voices and kind of like pitch my services if you will since then since i since i sat down with them they've they've all but dropped men's product for real it is clearly i mean it's it's an afterthought mm-hmm. and that's probably putting it generously they 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 gave us some hoodies and some sweats when they did this Nimbus Cotton thing and that's it and that's it and, and everything else is is very much like a rehash or leftover product or leftover stock and uh, Laura actually had a great point a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this basically saying that that their like their kind of message of inclusivity and bringing everybody into the fold you know how that's kind of like one of their big like their one of their marketing aims is to to really put everybody out there, show you all sorts of colors and bodies and faces and everything, and all like, body types, all body types, like it's one big family. That you, that is not really something that you see market marketed to men, mm-hmm. ever. True. Right. Yeah. So I imagine that they that they that they had a difficult time, kind of like figuring out a way to keep that. To keep that messaging, to keep that ethos, that core tenet, if you will, and like push that to men as well, because you can't have. It would be weird to mark to like to basically have two different ideologies, right? It'd be weird to like send one email to girl to to the to the female population about like you know self love and and. Uh, loving your body and and inclusivity and like all of that, and then to the dudes, like what do you how do you sell to the dudes when that's when that's how you're selling to the ladies? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great point that they probably were struggling to figure out how to market to men while keeping the while while staying true to the brand. At the same time, I hate that they did that. Mm-hmm. You can't just suddenly cut off half the population. And expect the revenue to continue growing at the same rate. And one of the th- like w- one of the things that I love from Ov, and that I and that I noticed when the brand was a little bit more youthful, and, and this was back in the Grandex days, but they would drop like a new color of Sunday shorts, and you or Matt or Will or me, we're we're like racing over there to be the first one to get the color. A new T-shirt, I want it. I they do a great job with graphics. They've got a good cotton program like even if they had just shifted more into like merch for guys lifestyle stuff lifestyle i think that could have been the socks i
1: thought that's where they were headed
0: like that the hats that could have been uh-huh i don't i that is something that i really think was a missed opportunity for them to to push because they're already a brand saying that look we're not just high performance our stuff is not only to be wor- worn when you're working out and Working up a sweat. Like, this is for all sorts of doing things. So, it's like, why not just pump out graphic tees and mm-hmm. dope hats and cool socks and, like, you know, casual g- weekend stuff that's easy to produce? You don't have to develop fabrics. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, 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 uh, requires so much less research and development and time with the mills and the fabric making and all of that. Like, yeah, it's screen just green
1: prints, man exactly oh, exactly tea. and
0: i think you really could have they they you really could have done and i'm not saying they needed to be supreme and like only make 15 and have everything sell out every single time but just continue that 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 constantly evolving like it, we're doing this it's sold out we're moving on to the next thing and just like constantly releasing new stuff new colors new graphics like and just kind of you know Dude's love t-shirts. We can't have enough of that shit.
1: I loved the stuff they came out with and I really was excited because it felt like they were shifting to the more the graphics yeah. and long sleeve tees. Right. Yep. Uh, so, I don't know, man.
0: It will be interesting to see to see what uh what happens for the rest of 2020 mm-hmm. with uh, with all of this. It's I mean, it it sounds like right now they they may inject a little bit more money into it. They're obviously going to bring somebody else on. To, to try to correct all this and to keep growing and to, uh, to right the ship, but certainly something to be looking out for and, and uh, not completely shocking, but definitely unexpected. For sure. Not something I expected to read today at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Got any other comments on that? On that no, I
1: hope that they come out um, okay.
0: I do too. I do too. And if they don't, I imagine that we'll 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 still hear from from Ty Haney one hundred percent over the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah. There will be yeah I mean at the very least she is a visionary. Uh huh. And there there will be more from uh from that creative outlet.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if she moved on to something pretty quickly. Something new.
0: That 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 also would that would not be surprising now. If in two months she leaves the company altogether yeah. will not be shocking. So, okay, Phil. Uh, I posted on uh, our Instagram at Club Pod, yesterday. Wanted some takes, some prompts, some questions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a uh, we had a lot of requests to talk about this this new M.A. Leondor, Spring Summer twenty season. Uh, it all kind of came together really quickly. There was the Porsche thing. We hadn't heard anything about uh, about spring, and then boom, there were a few images—a kind of makeshift editorial. And then they released it uh spring 1 was coming out today. Put out the lookbook yesterday. It all came together very quickly. Um there was a lot to see, a lot to look at. I don't know. Let's just let's dive in let's dive right in. What were your overall thoughts? I love the video. Watch the video on the website if you haven't already. Yeah. So so were you feeling the uh yeah. that marketing campaign? I like it.
1: Yeah. I it, like this a lot more than a lot of the stuff that they've released in the past. I'll say that.
0: Okay. I'm not sure I'm all the way there with you. Um, I think that the kind of Jamaican, village, island, Bahamian, like, thing was all pretty cool, I guess. But I don't think they did a very good job of catch- capturing the clothing. <laughs>
1: I think it's there. more the color palette.
0: I guess. But it was, it, 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 all I was getting from that was, like, 90s polo. Uh-huh. And then like 2000 early 2010's Gant Rugger you know and the there short was, shorts. there was there was just there was it did not feel fresh to me. And then I I heard just Twitter, Instagram comments, some people kind of like you know doing the hand on face looking up inquisitively emoji being like, you know, is this exploitative of these little island villages? Like, are you basically using? Are you using an impoverished community to like enhance your aesthetic? And <laughs> I don't have the answer, so I, I I'm not gonna really say any more than that. But it feels like a question at the, that's at the very least worth asking. And I I, I understand why it's attractive. It was cool. I uh-huh. like I like drinking clique, going to 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 to, uh, to to cool islands and stuff like that. So it so I got I got it.
1: It's, but when then where do you stop with that? Like you can no longer shoot on beaches and a no. You're, that's third world that's world exa- country, you're
0: like, you're exactly right. Which is why I'm everything's not everything's offensive. I, I know, and I'm I'm not saying it is. I just people were putting the question out yeah. there, and they might have more reason to to ask that question than I personally do, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It was cool because it didn't. Communicate the clothing to me very well. I wasn't in love with it. The lookbook dropped yesterday, on the other hand, and there were a lot of looks that I really appreciated and a lot of pieces that I also liked a lot and, you know, add to wish list, basically.
1: <laughs> what do you think about the cardigans?
0: So the cardigans are cool, I love them. The, uh, they are a mohair and nylon blend, which I'm not going to buy without touching it and feeling Uh it in person or with a, with a return policy that makes sense.
1: Do they not have return policy if you buy online?
0: Emily on door. You can only return for store credit. I believe that's still the case. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Damn. That, yeah. hate to see that.
0: Yeah, you do. Um, so I, I like the look I, I I really do. My favorite one was the yellow, which is yes. unfortunate because I can't because I don't pull off yellow
1: very well. I Agree and agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but that was one of my favorite looks, is that yellow striped cardigan over like the white tee and white jeans. Yeah, love that. Uh, my other favorite look did something similar, where it was like basically a matching top and bottom in a really textural light colored neutral, within like a pop color on top. Again, a lot of the looks that I loved were these safari jackets in these bright, saturated, springy colors. Not very practical.
1: That's what I was, I have a note in here. Like I love seeing, love slash hate seeing like all these brands that come out with like quote unquote outerwear for spring lines. Yeah. And we can't even touch it.
0: Yeah. That, that is, that's, that's always a struggle with the spring summer season for us here in Texas and down in the South and in warmer climates is that brands release a ton of awesome outerwear mm-hmm. for spring and it's just like if you're not in a place that has actual seasons it's basically an it's basically a no-go it's a no-go like you'd want that thing today basically mm-hmm. like and it, you would it, be
1: you know some of the stuff you could pull off in the fall but the stuff that's the coolest is the bright colors and i'm not wearing that in, in the yeah
0: print. exactly great segue that was that was my follow-up it's like the bright blue uh-huh. safari field jacket is awesome but it's a lighter cotton layer in a bright color mm. so it doesn't translate as well. Now, there there are a couple jackets that I pointed out on our Instagram. Uh, I believe it's going to come out in like, it, it'll probably be in a few colors, but the two featured in the lookbook, there's like a bright blue and then like a forest green. Looks like a, fle- a collared fleece jacket and it's got the big Aimee Leondor branding in like a tonal imprint on the back of it. Th- that's something... Or the or I also pointed out like a dark navy trucker jacket. Both of those items are like far higher up the the realistic piece of the w- part of the wish list, because you might get a few a few wears of them, a few wears out of them March, April, May, but then they translate to fall as well.
1: And some of my favorite pieces are the full zip fleeces that are like paneled, um, which I think they've done these before, but I really dig them.
0: I do too. It's new colorways of, of that stuff, and you know, as we've uh, fall 19, fall uh, winter 20, obviously a, a, a big, big season for designer fleece that was all over the damn place is expensive ass polar fleece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't jump on board, stuck with all my my Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, but the you know the more of it I see, I'm, I'm sure eventually it'll it'll break me.
1: Did you notice that in, I think, all, every single image in the lookbook, except for two, the model has a hat on of some sort.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: That's, that's something.
0: Yeah. Teddy loves his, uh Teddy loves his hats.
1: Loves a bucket.
0: Loves a bucket hat. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, overall, I was a little bit, I, I texted, I texted Will before the lookbook had come out, and I was like, I don't know about this, this new season, man. Like, I'm not. Not seeing anything that's 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 really calling to me, it's saying my name. Look, book, it changed the story. <laughs> I'm still into it. It's it's uh it's not my favorite season. I think I always gravitate more towards uh MA's fall winter. Yeah. They're just their spring summer is always so bright and I like bright colors, but like I, I as an entire collection it's just so loud. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, and that makes it feel so '90s, I guess, so vintage, like vintagey. That's one thing I just couldn't
1: ever get into. uh, Is those button downs that they kept releasing that were like blocked colors and like the big stripes? Like that's something my dad was wearing in the early '90s. Yeah,
0: that's all a hard pass for me. It's it is. Yeah,
1: I just can't imagine. I don't know why they were releasing that stuff. I mean, I'm sure it did okay, but
0: yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. Drop one today, it, it featured those safari jackets. It had the big Antarja knit cotton sweaters. Um, the one that had like, you know, I, I, I'm not exactly sure where it was supposed to be, but it kind of looked like a Malfi Coast yeah, that style. Cool. That was really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, so there, there, there were some highlights, but the outerwear pieces that I really have my eye on did not come out today. And then the rest of this stuff is, is you know, we'll hang around for a little while, so you'll be able to get it. And then retailers will start picking up stock as well. So you'll see, you know, you'll see more of it. You'll have a chance to buy it from somewhere that uh, will graciously let you return it, should it not work out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of outerwear that might happen to be on sale right now, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention a great sale from our friends here in Austin, Stag Provisions. Um, I know I talk about them way too much, but go to their website, um, they're doing an extra fifty percent off all sale items with um, a code at checkout, and that's a hell of a deal. Because some of this stuff, again, it's already marked, and then take another fifty percent off. Um, so, if you know, not all sizes are available, obviously. But tell us what
0: is in your cart.
1: Um, there is Universal Works. They make a a. Strong long sleeve button down. Mm-hmm. I have two of those in my cart. Um, one black, and then there's another one that's actually a a, a green corduroy. Universal Works. And if okay. you get on there and you take the small, and I don't get it, it's out of my cart. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the good news is that uh, that once we wrap this up, it'll take me a few minutes to uh-huh. get online, so they won't. Perfect. We're not. They're not hearing this in real time. So you still have? I you, thought we were live. No, no, no. We're not. We're not oh, live. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Common misconception. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all that I have in my cart right now, Barrett. But okay. I would love. There was. Picks, I was hoping. Picks. I was hoping to find like uh, some outerwear that I just had to have. It's been picked through. Yeah, because they've done some sales already. So
0: they have. Uh, well at uh, earlier in the season, I had some just like some solid sweaters. Yeah. In my cart, that's one thing that I've been that I've felt lacking in this season mm-hmm. or, or to put it a different way, I was, I, the only sweaters that I really wanted to grab that I wanted to like, that I was gravitating towards in in my own wardrobe this season were just like solid crew neck sweaters. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, cause I, look, I can't wear the big ass Michael Jordan and Tarja knit every day. Why not? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it, 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 I, it, it requires more thought into uh-huh. how I'm going to put it all together. Yeah. So what I was, I that I was just going for like, and I only had, I, I had like two, I had like a black one and a blue one, both of which are probably a decade old, mm. old they're old, like Barney's brand cashmere sweaters, but that's what I was, that's what I was reaching for on the daily. So I was, I was hoping to, to maybe see if, uh, if Stag had any of those left, but. Uh, they might,
1: they might be able to help you out. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot of wear out of those. Uh, I, I have two of the J Crew everyday cashmere mm-hmm. solids. Mm-hmm. I mean. Black and gray. And there's yeah. other colors. There's a great burgundy well, that how, I How
0: thin are those?
1: Uh, They're thin, but they're not like, I mean, of course you're not going to hang it, but it's not one of those. It's just, you feel like it's going to fall apart. Okay. It's pretty sturdy. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, it is cash. So it's- Did you
0: it's, take a small in those?
1: hmm They offer an extra small too, but I went small.
0: I wonder, look, could, do, you th- do you think if you, do you, could you size up and get like a more oversized fit or would the proportions be all off?
1: For me, it'd be, it'd be terrible. Yeah. The small fits a little bit. Not oversized, but it has that bagginess that you want. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um all right. Well, any other thoughts on on ALD? I'm sure we'll no, it looks great, uh, we'll, but... com- we'll comment on on drop 2 and 3 and yeah. and all that stuff. One thing I will throw out there. I I wish the ALD t-shirts were shorter in length. Ah. They are very long. Really. Almost as if designed to be tucked in. Which
1: that's not, what they do in the lookbook.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. not for us five eight boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's it, it's it's. I wish t- it was, man. I love that look. Well, no, not that the tucked in part is fine. I just mean, like, I I, I pull on. I have a couple tees, and every time I pull one out of the closet and put it on, it's like if it it doesn't look right with jeans because that's what I'm saying because yeah. it's hanging too low. Yeah. So I so well, it's like I've I tried. love I love some of the graphics, but I know the t-shirt's going to be like you know, twenty nine damn inches long in the in a small. So. Yeah.
1: I've yeah. tried tucking into to some jeans. It just doesn't work.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you want to move on to uh, to another big release that that the uh, that everybody online is talking about. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Howler Brothers. <laughs> um. First, I I did I got a question. I think I answered it on Instagram about if I had any fingerprints on this new season. The answer is no. When I when I joined, spring summer twenty was pretty was basically done already and just you know for for your own knowledge spring summer 21 which i have had a little bit more uh input on it's already done there there's almost really on schedule there's almost no i mean there's there's details that still need to be put in place but the collection the line as a whole the prints the the color palette like all of that stuff that's it's it's basically it's signed, sealed, and delivered, more or less. We can st- we can we can tweak after we get mm-hmm. salesman samples and all that, but but our first run at it submitted basically, which also leads me to another thing, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's always it's always it is just the it, it's a it's just it's just a piece of working for a clothing brand and in the clothing industry. Spring Summer 20 releases. It's very exciting. I'm happy to have a, cha- a, a crack at the new stuff. But at the same time, we've lived with it for so long now mm-hmm. that it n- does not feel new to us. And we've continued to develop, so we're we've we've got we're a year ahead. So like w- when when it when you're working like that, it's like, "Well, this is all gr- this is great, but now we're really excited about what we've got for Spring 21."
1: Yeah, cuz it's, yeah, it's new.
0: Cuz it's new. So it's always that's it's always just kind of like a, a gift and a curse because, uh, you you, it's fun to get excited about the newer stuff, but at the same time, by the t- by the time you're by the time these seasons finally get released, it, it, you, you've designed two more, and so they're they're no longer the the freshest and the newest in your mind, and therefore, they're, uh, they're, you're not they're not the ones that you're most excited about. Yeah. Having said that couple of big highlights for the spring t- summer 20 stuff two new board shorts which are a little bit truer to like vintage surf and I'm, by that i mean they're a little shorter in a little box in like a little box here mm-hmm. just a little bit and that makes them a little bit more modern and that's the cross cut deluxe boardy which has badass embroidery down the side and the buchanan board shorts um which has a Really killer, like Western inspired logo package. Two patches down on the thigh. One's like an old school kind of skull look. The yellow is awesome. Again, if you can pull yellow off, I will probably scoop the black pair a little bit closer to uh, <clears throat> to pool season. But so the the those two new swim silhouettes are awesome. And then um, we're, we've we've lo- we've dropped our first ever just like graphic hoodie. Basically, there are a few choices there, and that is something that company wide we're very very excited about. Like I think pretty much you know, there's like 12 or 13 of us in the office. I think at least 10 of us have already put in our orders for for the hoodie. So that's uh those are those are my two highlights. The hats always good, tees always good. Shirts are great, especially if you uh you dig a a, a slightly more generous fit. But the uh the swim and the hoodies that's what I'm really Which stoked on. Which hoodie are on. you talking about? It's called the it's just like the select graphic hoodie, I believe. That's what it's called.
1: Uh-huh. Select pullover?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's there's some zip-ups too if you prefer something a little bit more subtle, but I but you know, I'm a I'm a pullover boy.
1: Also, is <clears throat> are all the shorts are they all 8 inch?
0: No, they they there are some Wait, you mean the wait, the swim or regular? Both. No. They're, they some... they vary. Okay, the the more technical shorts like okay. the like the Waterman's work short and the Horizon Hybrid, those are a little bit longer. Mm. The casual shorts like the Clarksville, yeah,
1: that's what I was just looking at. It's eight.
0: That's that's eight. I like that. And the there's the Clarksville walking short and then the Cornerstone corduroy, mm-hmm. both of which we had la- we had last season. I've got a couple pairs. Nice, good, good, casual summer short can take a beating, and those are both eight inch.
1: What do you think about the inspector jacket
0: Ba-na-na-na-na. inspector jacket <laughs> that's what i I can't help but hear that every time uh, somebody <laughs> says the name man
1: <laughs> <laughs> we need to play that back
0: <laughs> it's cool it's a uh it's basically like howler's take on like a coach's jacket, yeah, yeah, or like a
1: shop jacket
0: or like a shop jacket I like yeah. it it's it's nice.
1: That's very cool. As it's
0: a, got that. It's got that label package that I uh-huh. spoke to on the Buchanan's. That is, it, you can. It's got like some rope and and a I and a skull, it. and it's a little bit. It's like old school western, and I really really like that. Man, I that, love I love when we play with the western stuff.
1: The the headwear is just so good. I've said it for years, Barrett. I think that Haller Brothers does everything well, but what they do exceptionally well, I mean. The the headwear is always so good. Yeah, it's so good, and I love the the take on the. It's called the plantation mm-hmm, snapback, mm-hmm. but it appears on one of the T's. Yeah, are y'all gonna get a uh, cease and desisted by Dole?
0: We've not. We had that. We had that last uh, last spring too. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Okay. We've good. been we've been put in the uh, in the clear for that one. I believe. Very good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hope hopefully, no Dole executive. Yeah, I was just about to say. To ho- hopefully,
0: hopefully. Uh, Nobody works for Dole out there, and it's like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> I love it, and I love to take <clears throat> the Howler, um, the club snapback from the ACC
0: yeah. uh, patch. Yep. That's, uh, so the, it, uh, I'll pull back the curtain here. Those, the the, the feed store hats uh-huh. is what we call the ones that are all mesh. I love those. Extremely popular. Yeah. The camo one uh-huh. of those that, that is, was released with spring, summer 20, it's our best-selling hat right
1: now. I, that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah.
0: Will y'all let that sell out? Mm-hmm.
1: Good. Yep. Love the snake too. The it cotton will mouth snapback.
0: Cottonmouth is number two.
1: Cottonmouth is number two. Yes. Well, I need that that club snapback. That's my favorite. The spot. yellow and green one. Is that the one? Yeah. Would I look like a buffoon? I don't think so.
0: Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Any other questions for me?
1: Would I look like a buffoon in the <laughs> Howler Plantation snapback? That's a tall
0: foam. Um, that one is more of crown, a, fo- a foam it? dome. Foam dome. <laughs> it is. It's also super bright yellow. Uh huh. But I don't know, man. You you were don't you have a yellow like Cisco's hat that's kind of high crown like that? No, it's red. It's red. Okay. Uh huh. Just, just swing by the shop, man. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: get one of everything
0: and just try it all out. <laughs> And then I'll bring back what I don't want. There you go. They don't care. No, no, no. We got a return policy. Yeah. We're not just going to give you store credit back. Don't worry. Yeah. Just give give me one of everything. (laughs) No, I love it. I
1: love the tease too, man. Um, you didn't mention anything. The howler to me also is now known. I don't, I mean, how long have they had those, the, the the gauchos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Quite a while. Yeah. I, essentially, I think it was the first shirt they ever did.
1: Okay. Well, then, yeah. That makes sense because that's what I think of. Like, you, those, when you see those out in the wild, you're like, that's a Howler shirt. That's Howler.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love loves them. So I, and I love the embroidery stuff. Mm-hmm. The Gaucho is a, it's, it's, it is a slightly awkward fit because it was originally designed with full fly fishing movement in mind. Really? So it's it's it definitely has like a tech a techy fit to it. I see that is changing, I believe, for spring twenty one. Mm-hmm. the f- with the the sleeves are getting narrowed a little bit, and the length is extended a little bit. And I believe that's because the fabric is getting stretch added to it's it. It's
1: got fifteen SPF in in the fabric. Yeah. Yeah, How about that.
0: So, but but yeah, the embroidery is sick, and the the what's cool about those is like go on eBay, look up Howard Brothers Gauchos. Like some of the old ones will resell for three hundred dollars. Really? That you can't that you can't get anymore. Like huh. there's like Hula Girls. That was that's that's what's cool about them is like they that's again that's a product that that we let sell out, hmm. and then there's there is a, you know, it's An not a supreme it's not a supreme Oreo, but there's a resale market God. for them.
1: It's fucking. <laughs> The orange blossom is my favorite. Yeah, that one's awesome. That's great. Great blue color. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're in plenty of pockets for your Oreos. Your supreme lots of one. pockets for the the Oreos. Did yeah. you get the article I sent you about they're selling for ten thousand dollars? Yeah,
0: but that is it, the the what I'm hearing is that that is two things. That is either supreme Rele- resellers helping bid each other's items up, uh-huh, uh-huh. hoping that some doofus actually pulls trig on like an eight thousand dollar package of Oreos. <laughs> or it's kids like just jokingly bidding this up with no intention of actually paying. Is that le I mean, how is that possible? Because because eBay is kinda shitty, man. Like yeah. you can you can be a shithead on eBay uh-huh. and it takes a it takes many instances for you to actually get banned. And then guess what? You sign up with a new email address. Yeah. Like it's it's just you know. That's what I've heard is going on with those outrageous numbers for the it's a three pack of Oreos. Come on. Certainly, not even the richest of collectors is putting down 5K for a pack of Oreos. Can
1: you imagine?
0: If I got one, I'm eating it. I'm eating the Oreos. Why are there not videos of like, you know, Big Flex eating the Oreos? They'll come out. Yeah. They'll come out. Only a matter of time. All right, Phil. Yeah, I got
1: roasted on eBay. What do you mean I got roasted? Uh, I had some old Yeezys that I was getting rid of. Yeah and somebody that lost the bid i think commented that they were
0: fake. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where did they comment? You can comment.
1: In a no. review, there's a review section. You can review the seller.
0: Yeah, but you got to you got to buy something to review. You sure this was not the person that you actually sold them to? Oh, 100%. Huh.
1: Yeah, and i can't get rid of it either. Not that i've really tried that hard, but i've asked ebay to, to remove it cuz it's fel- you can like hit a dispute button. <sighs>
0: That doesn't make sense. If they didn't buy anything from you, they can I don't think they can leave you negative f- feedback. Well, obviously they can cuz he didn't buy it. That is that's strange. It's fucked. Huh. You you, you 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 have to show me what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Might be able to help you out though. All right. Okay. Um had some great questions. Uh-huh. from the Instagram. Probably not going to get to all of them today, but we'll run through as many of these as we can and then we'll save some for a uh, for a later date. Let me talk, let me speak quickly to uh, the question about pants with chunky shoes. Here's the question. What pants do I wear to fit with chunky shoes that won't make my feet look giant? Good question. One of the, one of, uh, for me, sorry, let me start that over. For me, getting some of these chunkier shoes, dunks, the various runners that are a little bit bulkier, even some of the Nikes, Tailwinds, sort of stuff like that, that just have a little bit more heft to them. I've actually just been going back to some of the older pairs of jeans, yeah, that I had prior to 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 the collection that I amassed of stuff that has like a really aggressive taper. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's basically kind of what you're what you're looking for here. You want after years of telling you that you needed a very tapered leg opening you need something with a little bit straighter of a leg that doesn't have such a narrow taper towards the ankle. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, you know, I, I've got on a pair of the Days Fit from John Elliott, these jeans today. And they're considered like a straight leg now. But the truth is, 10 years ago, this would have been like a slim fit. Yeah. So it, w- one of the things that I would kind of suggest is, it, even in even on websites like Gap or Banana Republic or... Um, ASOS or, or, or any of those spots that, where you might want to like try a pair of pants out inexpensively just to like, just to see, just instead of looking for like the skinny fit, just kind of like take it a step or two up to the athletic or the straight fit and see what, and, or this even the slim and just kind of see what that gets you because, uh, because typically all of those pants like had somewhere in between like the seven and eight inch leg opening. Which is kind of what the, which is the, that's where it's kind of moving back to a little bit with, uh, with the current stuff. Mm. We slimmed all the way down to like on a rag and bone fit one or a John Elliott cast two. Those are gene fits. We're at like five and a half inch, six inch openings on the leg. So very, you know, Mm -hmm. small, small leg openings. So now we're back into like that seven, seven and a half inch type 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 area and we've gotten so used to the very skinny fit that 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 just the the regular slim fit feels a lot looser so that's you know that's that's something to think about as you kind of look for pants that work better with with bulkier shoes um and then just to throw out a few more i mentioned last week the rothco cargo pants the dickies work pant is very popular with like Mm -hmm. the skater vibe Uh, and I mean, you know, we always, we always throw out Levi's for like being inexpensive and having a huge range of fits that you can play around with.
1: It's the easiest to, to, if you want to try a few things, Yeah, spend like 150 bucks, get two to three pairs of whatever and send what you don't want back. It's easy. Also in the move now, if you can find the right pair of pants, but like the super flowy, um, Slacks, or chino.
0: Yeah, I mean the 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 kind of '90s skatewear influence has definitely led to like that, and that kind of that follows with the Dickies, yeah, and the, and the Carhartt work pants.
1: But like what Virgil's always wearing now is those like they just pool at the bottom. Yeah, but that's that's tough.
0: That's pretty, yeah, and that's that's more of like a like a pro, I designed for Louis Vuitton move. um <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 <clears throat> Yeah, anything wider right now. Uh, the the I think the the difference is between 2020 baggy pants and 1997 baggy pants. Is that the is is that the cut is just more considered? Mm-hmm. So it's it. There's something about the way, like the shape of the legs, that isn't so out of control, basically. There's just a little bit more, you know, there still is purposeful shape to it, whereas the, the, the kind of the, the bad baggie was just massive pools of, I mean, go look at a picture of like Allen Iverson from 1999, (laughs) it's like, or or somebody posted something from like an Omarion music video, Uh (laughs) or TV show or movie that he was in, one of the dance movies, and like, you look at the sweatpants and you're like, oh my God. You could make four pairs of sweatpants out of the amount of fabric there, so that's that's really that's what I would say the the difference is. Um, okay, here's one. Phil has a better accent than Barrett.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Okay. True. More of a statement than a question, but thank you. But yeah, but you know, we're just we're facts only here, so okay, there it is. Um, let's see what are you let's hear here's another one question what are you and phil cooking these days Mm. what are the diets like mine is pretty i just learned i just learned something about you though so recently so you can you can speak to that
1: um well ashley and i try and keep it um vegetarian while we're at home when we can control everything and it's easy because you you're the one buying the food yeah um and it's that being said is it's much plant based as possible that just sounds so pretentious <laughs> just saying that but it's just the way it is did I, y'all cook this week uh yeah so for instance we do we do a lot of asian stuff and by the way when i say we that means ashley she's an incredible cook your boy not so much okay um a lot of asian stuff um whether that has some sort of rice or rice noodle involved sometimes sometimes it's just a, a, a variety of different vegetables with some sort of starch but again we don't eat a lot of bread either mhm um but yeah for the most part i would say that over 50% of our diet uh is vegetarian plant based and asian inspired
0: and you do, and y'all generally stay away from like desserts sweets as well
1: eh, yeah but <laughs> I always say that. I Like, I. my main thing right now is I want to stay away from sugar where I can. Right. Uh, but I've been slipping. <laughs> and where I slip is, I, I never drink, like, sugary drinks or anything. Uh-huh. But, like, after dinner, I love a dark chocolate almond. Okay. Now, yeah. I'm not saying just one. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, I, yeah. I'm going to have at least four or five of these things. Yeah, those, yeah. And, I mean, that can be considered a a sweet, but.
0: It is. It's a sweet.
1: It, you know, I don't feel that terrible about it. Because right. it's not, like, a full-on dessert.
0: Um. Yeah. So, yeah. Great selection, great selection. And I, you may have said this on the pod before, but you've got a very specific breakfast routine as yes. well. Yes. Uh-huh. I love a
1: routine, by the Cheerios. way. Cheerios. Plain Cheerios. Um, typically, I buy the Whole Foods brand, the 365. I think they're called Morning O's. Uh-huh. And then you kill the bees <clears throat> with your almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I feel bad about that. But, yeah, I drink unsweet uh, uh, unsweetened almond milk, plain almond milk, with the plain Cheerios, with some sort of fruit cut up on top, it's typically a blackberry blueberry combo, okay, or blackberry um, banana. Or right now I'm in strawberry banana territory. Oh yeah, that's... see that? There's a lot of sugar in those, but, but it's natural. not added sugar, but natural. Right. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Um, with black coffee, Sunriser,
0: CBD Ooh. cold brew. Wow, must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we. We cook probably 3 times a week. Uh-huh. Generally pretty healthy. Uh and and uh, for many years I've always been kind of like I try to be as healthy as possible during the week so that I can be bad on the weekends. Ooh. That's, you know. <laughs> um uh, look, I love I love pizza. I love oh, Me too. Pinehouse pizza and Home Slice here in Austin like that's We'll do Thai takeout on the weekends or go to dinner or go to Austin Java for breakfast one day. And I can't go to breakfast without getting pancakes or waffles. Really? Yeah. So, wow. So that's, that's, so we, I, I try to be good during the week is always kind of my thing. I know like the, what it's, there's the 80 20 rule that I've heard before. It's like make good decision for diets. It's like mm-hmm. make try to make good decisions 80% of the time and then the other 20% eat what you want. Mm-hmm. It's probably more like seventy thirty for me. Yeah, I would I would imagine. I think just as far as keeping keeping the reins on everything, I would say the most important thing that I do is I almost never eat out for lunch. That's great. I always have, like basically we we whenever we cook a meal, it's like the minimum that we cook for is four, mm-hmm. four servings, so that there's lunches left over and i love this week we did like uh quinoa and black bean stuffed peppers that was actually a meatless dish and i had eight pepper halves so that went that went much further that went five or six meals i don't like i don't like the whole sunday meal prep thing no. it's too time consuming it's too boring it's too monotonous and tedious and just i'd rather just cook a couple two three times a week um and then you know like you said we'll do we'll do Veggies and rice and uh with some type of protein whether it's fish or chicken or ground turkey stuff like that um i, I we're, we're recipe people like i'm yeah. on I'm on pinch of yum and the kitchen that's with no e dot uh-huh. com and what Gabi is cooking she's like a an Instagram person with a website and half baked harvest uh-huh. we cook out of the, uh, I, I highly recommend this cookbook called healthy ish Really, really easy. Great tasting food that's obviously all like relatively good for you. Make a lot of soups. Oh, had white chicken chili last night Ooh. that I made that I also brought for lunch today. So that's really. I mean,
1: that sounds great.
0: You know, I, it and and I, we we both we both like to cook. We both hate to clean up.
1: I'm the opposite. <laughs> so. I'm the cleaning. I'm the cleaning crew. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. The, so the, the, you know. We try to be good during the week so that we can uh-huh. get the get the good stuff on the weekends. Pretty much,
1: we have a cookbook called How Not to Die. <laughs> <laughs> it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you, what's what's in there? Is it vegetarian? Uh huh. Okay. So Asian, in other words, you're gonna
1: die if you eat meat. I, dead. Uh, Just that's, consider yourself dead. That's the implication. I had chicken for lunch today, <laughs> so I'm not 100 percent vegetarian.
0: All right. Here's another one. Do y'all game at all? Have you ever gamed?
1: No, I gave up at Nintendo 64. Wow, okay. I can't stand gaming.
0: The last console that I had was an Xbox Xbox 360, and I have not picked up a controller in probably six years. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I miss. I think mostly because I've replaced that with an overwhelming uh, content selection of TV and film. Right. I don't ha- I just don't have time. There's no. no time for video games. No, there is no time. Now I will say that later this year when the new consoles and platforms drop, if there is a new Grand Theft Auto game, there is a very high likelihood that I will pick up the new console for the new Grand Theft Auto wow. game. That's when I talk about 6 years ago the last time I gamed, it was GTA 5 on Xbox 360. That's like the one thing that revs my engine for video games. Oh,
1: nice pun. <laughs> fantastic
0: good job now i know
1: dude first of all nintendo 64 i loved james bond forget about it that was great mario kart loved it but i'm and by the way going back even further sega was incredible that was a lot of fun but this was before you had all the other distractions that are available to you these days like you just mentioned but overall i'm terrible at gaming um all of, every, all of my friends in college, everybody was into Halo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I, I would just sit in the living room and watch them go absolutely crazy <laughs> playing. They, they, they would all be in different rooms. Yeah, and, yeah,
0: doing the LAN party thing. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, system link.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, That stuff was really fun. I mean oh, I, it was when, great. when you partook, it was, it was great fun.
1: I, I tried to partake. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I, I was like, look, I'm out, but it was so much fun to watch and just watch people get into fights. Um, and
0: thus Twitch was born. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> but it, it was cool um, when you'd have to like go over to somebody's house to play, um, and have somebody over, and you get to play together and stuff like that. And yeah. now, yeah, I, I gr- guess I mean, that's what Twitch is. Yeah, but I gr- I definitely virtual. grew up gaming.
0: I mean, tons yeah. of gaming. Of course, right? Nintendo, Sega, yeah. all that. So, but
1: no, I don't game, and I don't plan on gaming anytime soon. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see here. Let's take one or two more. Okay, got I got a quick one and then then one and then one last one. All right, here's one. Is spring style just fall style with brighter colors? Is this a conspiracy?
1: <laughs> I mean, you look at that ALD collection, a lot of that stuff could if you just mute the colors.
0: That's fair. The the in some ways, yes, because of what you just said because designers still put out outerwear and pants and things that are designed specifically to layer in their spring collections. In practice though, they they're very, they're different because there are like we basically, we don't we don't wear sweaters in the spring or summer here basically. Mm-hmm. There's very little opportunity for that. We don't get to layer with light jackets more than a few times a year. So it's 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 all of the it's it's really more about uh, it's they're not the same because of weight because of texture because of fabric we don't we don't use wool in the spring right we don't use down or you, you know we go we go with more natural fibers in in spring summer we want cotton and linen and flax and stuff that breathes better mm-hmm. so it's just there's the, the you know for us a uh, few opportunities for denim especially darker more rigid stuff so that's the 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 change i think is it's more than just color it's it's fabric weight and texture and you know just the ability to layer in general Mm -hmm. so you know but it's a fair point all right got time for one more let's do this one phil where in the u.s would you live besides austin and besides New York City, which that's I th- a great question, which I think was thrown in there because I'm, a, yeah, I think uh, people know that I'm a huge NYC fan. So
1: it's a great question. Yeah, good job. Um, I'd live in New Orleans. Love New Orleans. Um, I could see you there. I love Chicago so much, but I couldn't live there just because of the winners.
0: That's Chicago a- after Austin, NYC. Chicago would be my choice. Yeah. And I would suffer the winters. I love Chicago. It's great. Yeah. If you, if you could
1: figure it out logistically to live somewhere to where, and I'm sure this isn't that difficult to get to the train rather quickly where you're not out in the elements mm-hmm. all that much. And I'm sure that's feasible, but man, those winters are something. Cause you know, flights and all that shit, you're, you're pretty much locked in. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it can get very gnarly. Uh but then you kind of it, it it's a balancing act, and I, I I think when it comes down to it, I think some of like like what would I rather deal with the September August days here that are hundred eight degrees or the winter days in February in Chicago that get down to like negative thirty or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like I think the heat is better and easier to deal with hundred but I hate it. I really, really hate it. I love it and I heat. think and I he- here's one of the di- here's the difference. Chicago doesn't have a polar vortex every single year. Uh-huh. It doesn't get to negative 30 every single season. It's guaranteed that we will have at least 15, probably more like 30 or 40 days in the triple digits here. Mm-hmm. It's just a guarantee. So that's uh, like... That's when you go to Barton Springs, man. Yeah. Dip in. I guess so. Uh, Chicago's on my list. The truth... For me, the truth is uh, there's really not... I like most big cities in the U.S., so there there aren't places that I, like, Like, I think the only big city that I have an aversion to is Seattle, and that's because I hate rain.
1: <laughs> I was about to say I love Seattle.
0: But I would, li- but <laughs> I would. a great vibe there. Uh, San Francisco also kind of sounds miserable from stories that my friends have.
1: I've been there several times, and again, like the, I'm just a visitor, but we, it's always, it always seems so fucking cold.
0: Oh really? Yes. Well, they have weird. They had some microclimate. Everybody knows that. <laughs> well, <I'm
1: laughs> they get like they get out. they get
0: Indian summers. They they it, what's that? Uh, the the warmest months in uh, in San Francisco and the Bay Area are basically like October November. Huh. They get the, they get a delayed summer basically.
1: Well, I believe it did. We went to a Giants game in the middle of July and I was wearing two jackets. Yeah. and I was freezing.
0: Yeah, they get some they get they get some like some of that chillier weird spring weather through this through the summer and then it warms up
1: it's a beautiful city
0: uh but you know i i know we think that austin has like a a, an issue with the homeless population and i think it's just it's like on steroids in san francisco 100 percent. yeah um so so i you know i like san francisco a lot but but that's probably out too i i would live in la denver i would live in denver LA,
1: LA seems like a bitch. Yeah. It's got to be, man. Getting around?
0: Yeah, the traffic sounds pretty pretty miserable, but I mean, I sit in an hour of traffic every day here. Do you? 30 th- uh, 25 to work, 35 back.
1: Lamar the whole way?
0: No, Mopac. Mopac, damn. Oh well, but the what the, the the real crunch is 360 actually. Oh, really? Yeah. We don't have to talk about uh, <laughs> 360 traffic on the on the podcast here but tell us about your
1: route though Do you go 360 <laughs> to Mopac
0: but I but though I mean again your 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 reward for that is is the perfect weather 300 days a year oh, man that's nice that's nice what else DC sounds cool I've never been to DC people love living in 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 DC
1: my final answer is New Orleans Louisiana there okay final answer what's yours Chicago, Chicago. damn there you go yep <laughs> okay. All right. But it, all right. If they hadn't posed the question with other than NYC, would that be near your number one? Other than Austin,
0: um, my gut, my, my, ideally, yes. That I would. There is always kind of like a piece of my mind that I don't think will ever go away. That is like, what if you lived there? <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's just like that and, and and I'm I think I'm I'm past my prime but it's it's one no, of the like not. I wish I had done th- I wish I had done and just forced myself to do it like right out of school for a few years right out of school yeah and just paid my dues and suffered in a shoebox and just mm-hmm. as, it, because the thing that I like from stories from friends and people that I know that have lived there what's what what's crazy and like the story is always the same from everybody I've known that has lived there is that they they really, It this is a cliche, but they, they really don't sleep. Like, people go to work, they go to the gym, they're going to get drinks, they're out. Like Because you don't want to be in that little shoebox. I, I, yeah. Yeah. But they are out constantly. Uh-huh. Like, always doing stuff. Always at work, or going to happy hours, or in the gym, or do, like, there's just... I get the sense that there is there are not a lot of like Netflix on the couch nights when you live in right. New York, at least right. not when you're that age, uh-huh. and I, that's got to be just an awesome experience.
1: Yeah, you got to have some dough if you're going to be doing all that shit. But
0: but but the people, but the people I knew that that lived there, they weren't they weren't poor there, but they were spending every dollar that they were making. Yeah, right. You know.
1: Now, now that you've been and stayed in Brooklyn, would you prefer Manhattan over Brooklyn, still?
0: No, I would move. If I moved now, I would move to Brooklyn. Uh huh.
1: But younger Barrett would be in Manhattan. Younger
0: Barrett would would be in Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the answer there. But more realistically, now, if I were to move elsewhere, or if I wanted to go, Chicago. if it was just like change of scenery, uh-huh. what can you do right now? I think it'd probably be Chicago.
1: A lot of people are high on Nashville. I've never been, but. Um... Sounds nice. It's okay.
0: Oh, you've been? I've been in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's great. And I don't want to, salt. I'm I'm not trying to salt Nashville here. Okay. It's great. I yeah. I just, it's, it's like, it's like a smaller, I hate how everything gets compared to Austin, but it does have a lot of Austin vibes. Uh-huh. It's like a less developed Austin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. So if you like Austin, but you want more of a small town, I think it works. I like but that. I actually like the big town feel of, of, of Austin. I'm, I'm you're a city boy. I'm a city boy. Yes, from so. the west
1: side of H Town. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, last things: Patreon.com/slash/clubcool. Two dollars a month. It's getting close to the end of the month. You know what that means? We're going to put out our favorite shit on the internet under a certain price threshold. Uh, we we were good. We were good last month. We kept it to fifty. Everybody's still hurting from the holidays. We're going to up it this month. We're up in the up in the price. Ooh, I don't know if we're going to do a hundred or one hundred fifty. Oh yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna up it. We're gonna put together another list that'll come out before the end of the month. Patreon.com/slash/clubcool. Best way to support Phil and I and the podcast as a whole. Um, w- a lot of questions left over. So if you're if you're if what you submitted did not get answered today, it probably will either on the Instagram at Club Cool Pod in the stories or on a uh, podcast that is uh, that we'll record on a later date. Everybody have a great weekend.
1: How you getting home? You taking B-Cave to three hundred and sixty? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk more local local traffic news here. Anything else from you, Phil?
1: No, I'm I'm good. Have have a great weekend. Although you know
0: this isn't live like I thought it was. That's right. <laughs> they're probably still there. Everybody's listening today. Whole yeah. squad listening today. All right, we will be back next week. Bye
1: bye.